everyone. Welcome to Thanks for the Lyrics, a Fallout Boy lyrics discussion podcast. I'm your co-host, Aaron. And I'm your other co-host, James. And here we are. It's episode one. Was that an okay intro? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're here to talk about Fallout Boy. Yes. So the way this show is going to work, we're going to start at the beginning, we're going to make our way through the middle, and then we're going to come to the end. Uh-huh. Of their discography. Oh, well, yes, 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 of course. <laughs> one song per episode, mm-hmm. one line per song. Yes. Sometimes we'll pick particularly thought-provoking lyrics. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we'll pick Why? bizarre lyrics. Yeah. What, what were you doing, Pete? <laughs> Sometimes we'll just pick a lyric because there's nothing of note in the song. I want to talk about the album that we're starting with. Because this particular album, I don't know if you have notes about this. I have some. Uh, was mostly written by Patrick, mm-hmm. which is different from what we're going to see for the most part going forward, or at least for a while. Yeah. I yeah. think that Patrick has, and, and all the rest of the bands have sort of started contributing more recently. But there was a, basically when Fall Out Boy was making their rise, it was all Pete. Yeah. I think starting with From Under the Cork Tree. I'd have to double-check Wikipedia, but I'm pretty sure Take This to Your Grave was at least split between Patrick and Pete, if not right. still mostly Patrick. Well, Calm Before the Storm is on both these first two, so I th- that was definitely a Patrick yes. thing. But, and we'll get there when we get there, but there are different versions right. with slightly different lyrics based on... Ugh, and tempos. Pete helping out yeah. uh, by rewriting some yeah. stuff. Yep. So. So... The first album that we're going to talk about is what's called is what Wikipedia refers to as their demo album, which I guess is is their not major label debut album, which is yeah. Take This to Your Game. Uh, it's called Fallout Boys Evening Out with Your Girlfriend. It was apparently recorded in two days with a pretty low budget. And it shows. And it shows. And apparently they uh, Patrick has referred to the release of this album as being a scam on the band. Because they were not happy with how it came out and how rushed it was, and they didn't want it released, and the label was like, too bad, we're doing it anyway. And then they re-released it, which I think is probably what, we probably managed to get our hands on a copy of the re-released one, right? Uh, that is correct, because the re-release has a du- is a double CD case, uh, the album, and then a sampler for the, it's like a 2005 summer sampler. Oh. Uh, for the label, uh, it has, it, it's mostly like Fall Out Boy and bands uh, that somehow got Fall Out Boy to sing backup vocals on there. It's it's a very local Chicago okay. sampler. Um, I had heard of uh, one band. Oh, wow. And that was Fall Out Boy. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Well, <laughs> that tells you a lot then. Yeah, but so 2005 would have been uh, when From Under the Court Tree came out. So uh, yeah. Take This to Your Grave was 2003. Mm-hmm. So that means that this one was probably 2001, 2002. That sounds about right. I didn't write that down, but that sounds right. But yeah, I when I read that they consider it a scam, and I don't think they approve, like they don't approve of it having been released at all, but especially not released <laughs> Before and it was released done. again. Yeah. I feel kind of bad that we did pay actual dollars to get our hands on it. It was used, though. That's we, we okay. Got it, we got okay. It used. Well, you yeah. know what? Then I feel yeah. a whole lot better about that. 
Yeah, That's and like they when, weren't many dollars. Yeah, they were. It was not many dollars. That's like when Overdue reads Orson Scott Card, and they're like, "If you want to buy this and read along, don't buy a, yeah. a new copy." Exactly right. Exactly right. I think. Oh, the, do we want to talk about the the band lineup real quick, and then yeah, the, sure. I have that this this album. Patrick is only on vocals. He was not playing guitar on this. Okay, is what I what I found. Um, this is I believe from Wikipedia. Okay, so yep, that makes t- sense. Take it with a grain of salt. Um, Andy was not a member of the band at this point. Right. There was Mike Pereskovics. Mm-hmm. Pereskowicz or Pereska Pereskowicz maybe. P a r e s k u w i c z. W i c z is often Wicks or Witch. Okay, but it it couldn't be couldn't be more Chicago last name if it tried, like it's yep. it's such a like yeah. And I'm sorry, Mike, but I don't really care all that much how you pronounce your name because you weren't in the band after this album, right? Yeah, <laughs> he was on drums because there was no Andy, right? Uh, so it was Patrick, Pete, Joe, and this Mike guy. And then there was one more guy. Oh, there was? There was a fifth guy. Because oh, if you look at the... That if you look I at did the, not notice. If you look at the cover of the album, there are five guys and and a girl. Yeah, and the girl was a waitress at the diner that they took the picture in. Uh, when I picture it... Is, Lavinia? I love that. I think? Lavinia. Um, let me look up... When I picture her in my head, I picture our friend Tracy. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Like if you if you photoshopped Tracy and Aubrey Plaza together, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, the girl who was pictured on the cover as a waitress at the Pick Me Up Cafe in Chicago, or was at the time. Her name is Lavinia, as noted in the booklet of the album. Uh, who? So I think is, they had another guitarist. If Patrick was only on vocals, he's not. Oh, guitarist T.J. Racine was said to be a Chicago musician. The band recruited in their early days. He left after Evening Out was released and before Stump picked up guitar and Hurley joined the band. Yeah. TJ Racine, uh, Stump explained that TJ Racine was already out of the band by the time Fall Out Boy tracked and he wasn't in the band for that long. Okay. So that might be who's pictured. That would be what, that would be my guess. Yeah. It sounds like he was. <laughs> That's so awkward. There for the photo shoot, but not there for any, for, for much more. Yeah. Recording or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So. The first track on Fall Out Boy's Evening Out with Your Girlfriend. By the way, I love albums where the band name is a part of the that album title. Uh-huh. Because you could call this Evening Out with Your Girlfriend, but the title is Fall Out Boy's Evening Out with Your yes. Girlfriend. Yeah. The first track is called Honorable Mention. So the featured lyric that I'd like to talk about, mm-hmm. I'd actually like to talk about two lines because the... That's not what this podcast is, James. <laughs> <laughs> gave me (laughs) (laughs) so the two lines that we're talking about Uh today this is our podcast we can do whatever we want (laughs) yeah exactly um i said i'd hate you but i'd never change a thing i can be your john cusack so first of all i thought about why why John Cusack? <laughs> because of Say Anything, I assume. Say Anything. Which, but, I don't think I've seen that movie. Can I Can I take a, a real hot take? I don't like it that much. I feel... Okay, so I know I just said I don't think I've seen it. It's entirely possible that I have seen it, because I definitely have a memory of being like, that girl is obnoxious. 
I oh, don't you have seen it. Like her. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and that's all I remember yeah. is not liking the girl in it. And not it wasn't that I didn't like the actress. Yeah. It's that I didn't like anything about her. I was not impressed with... So either I saw just enough of it to decide I didn't want to see the rest, or I saw the whole thing and it left absolutely no imprint on my memory. People really, really love it. And when I when it comes to 80s John Cusack, I will always try and steer people towards Better Off Dead, which I is... I also don't think I've seen. That's a good movie. I, at least I enjoy it. It's like if Say Anything was like a Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> okay. But in real life. Okay. This guy keeps trying to kill himself, but failing, but like badly injuring himself and then there's this whole ski competition like Uh, okay i know which one i have not seen it but i do know which one you're talking about it's a wild movie i don't think there are any parts of it that are like offensive and there there aren't any parts of the plot where i'm like that's stupid like i am in say anything okay (laughs) my favorite part of say anything is when john cusack gets kicked in the face because he like it's like the the after the darkest part, the darkest, you know, dark night of the soul or whatever. And like she comes into his where he teaches like martial arts or whatever. Okay. And she's like, Lloyd. And he's like, huh? And he gets and like someone he's holding like a bag for someone and they kick him in the face. And Ooh. it's it's so well done. Um, also, this would have been uh, High Fidelity would have come out. Uh, uh, Serendipity would have been out. John Cusack has had an arc of like romantic comedy stuff. Sure. I have a theory about this about this line, though. Okay. Because it doesn't rhyme, that drives me crazy, and I hate it. Okay. But then I thought about, well, who could they have had? So, oh, let me let me say this. I think my theory about why John Cusack is John Cusack is from Chicago. Okay. So I think he's there because he's like Chicago represent. Sure. Um, and that's and that's it. And like okay. he had like rom com cred or whatever. Sure, sure. My theory, and it doesn't entirely hold up. But um, I said I'd hate you, but I'd never change a thing. I can be your Molly Ring, Walt. So, like, Mm. it's a stretch. I get it. So then I thought of something else on the way over. That was what I thought of the other day. Okay. On the way over, I thought of what if the original line was, I said I'd hate you, but but you know that I'm a liar. I can be your John Cryer. Like in Pretty in Pink. Okay. At least that rhymes, and at least it's a much more relatable rom-com person especially for uh the age that i imagine they were when they were writing are you suggesting this is an alternative or are you suggesting this as this is what they originally wrote and then they weirdly changed it i think it's it's that same thing you know how in empire records we we talked about this on i never saw that how they have all these things that should be curse words that aren't curse words yeah and it sounds weird and like Mm -hmm. twilight zoney yeah this it's it's the climax of of the song yeah it's the hook why doesn't it rhyme? If this was on Take This to Your Grave, that line would be entirely different and it would rhyme. Probably true, yeah. Um, I hate it that it doesn't rhyme. I hate it. I, like, I'll accept that John Cusack is someone to aspire to be way sooner than I will accept the fact that I don't understand why this doesn't rhyme. Okay. Crossing arms. Okay. <laughs> James has made his stance. So, I, I would, I, so alternative or like original. Okay. And then they changed it. For whatever reason. It seems weird that they would change it to a thing that makes less sense from, like, a, a listening standpoint, though. Right. So when it was Molly Molly Ring, 
which is stupid, that's, and I get that. That, that one's bad. <laughs> but it rhymes, and that and that and that but gives it's also a, only half a word. But I thought of the friction in your jeans thing, uh huh, and how they changed that to have it be like a little bit no homo sort sure. of deal, which is gross. But also they were teenage boys, so like I and, get it. And it was two thousand one or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, Dozer. It was two thousand five. Well, that was 2005, yeah. but this was yeah. this would have been like 2001 or two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I thought of it being like, well, we can't have a girl. I can't, you know, I'm not going to say I could be your female actress. Sure. So let's, what's another uh, word that has the same number of syllables? John Cusack. Hey, that doesn't rhyme. I don't care. It's John Cusack. Go. Yeah. That's the thing that they were pissed that they published, the, they released the record. <laughs> That's why Patrick's mad about it. <laughs> I was thinking, I was going through the who's who of Hollywood. Yeah. Looking for someone whose last name rhymes with thing. There's not a lot because I've done some some uh, brain racking myself. I, I but, don't doubt that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have anything in particular to say one way or the other. I, I mean, I do like John Cusack. Yeah. Do you? I love John Cusack. Really? Okay. I don't like a lot of his movies. Okay, okay, okay. I okay. love John Cusack. I hate okay. my fidelity. Yeah. I found Serendipity to be a really frustrating watch. Yeah. There are a bunch of his movies that I haven't, just like haven't seen. Okay. But like America's Sweethearts, I really loved him That's a him great in. movie. I'm trying to, I liked Gross Point Blank. I only saw it once, but I liked it. I haven't seen that. I have the soundtrack. That's a great soundtrack. Is it? Yeah. It's uh, I, I, it, it's enjoyable. Um, it's a fun concept. Think, I'm trying to think what else I've seen him in. Because I love John Cusack. That, I've seen it. I, I feel like I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, and I just can't think what. I have said as recently as this afternoon, this is going to be a very interesting conversation because Erin has this thing where she doesn't like John Cusack. Oh, no, I love John <laughs> Cusack. I just don't like a lot of the movies he chooses to do. That's interesting. I don't always like his characters, but I like him. He was in, um, did you see Pushing Tin? I did see Pushing Tin. He was very good in that. Mm-hmm. I also just think he's really cute. He is very cute. So He's grown into his face a lot. Yeah. When he was in 16 Candles or whatever as like oh, teen yeah. John Cusack, that was a boy that needed he to grow into. He had headgear in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we're going to do social media, which means that we should probably set up some social media accounts for this show. Mm -hmm. We'll do that at some point before this airs. But in the meantime, you can find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. I'm at Unabashed James. We do a couple other podcasts that you can find in our bios. Uh, We used to do one called Unabashedly Obsessed that you can still find places where we talk about things that we're unabashedly obsessed with. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are Currently, at the time of this recording, I don't know about the t- at the time of airing, we'll find out, uh, doing one called Newsies Minute, which is an every weekday deep, deep dive into mm. 1992's Disney movie musical Newsies. That's true. Uh-huh. And hey, Fallout Boy, thanks for the lyrics. I like it. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hey, Eli, do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast? Hey, Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? 
Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to sidecharacterquest.com. Okay, but you promised not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. (laughs) 